Hi Radhika. Hi Amang, how are you? I'm fantastic. Good morning. It's super early where you are right now. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining in. I know you okay. Hopefully you got a cup of coffee in you. Yes, I did. I'm I'm drinking it right now actually. Perfect. So, uh, I'm going to quickly start by uh, introducing Often and we'll start then introduce you guys. Uh, Often is a platform uh, previously physical platform now digital platform for change makers taste makers and small businesses to express themselves tell people about what they're doing the change they're making in the world today again very similar to what you guys are doing where you're supporting local businesses specifically in the field of fashion we're doing it uh, across uh, fields so today we have radhika from black taxi joining us today he's going to be talking to us all about fashion about supporting local fashion as well as the event industry a little bit So Radhika, I can quickly start by telling us about Black Taxi and why you started Black Taxi. Um, great. Um, thanks for the intro, Mang. Um, so Black Taxi started in two thousand and eleven. Um, it was co-founded by me and my partner Parul. Um, I came in with a lot of my background. I'll give you a little bit about both our backgrounds. Sure. You know how yeah. what. with the company so my background is predominantly in fashion marketing and business and parul came in with a lot of hands on operations and finance and um you know that sort of experience uh we started black taxi over a you know it was just a result of a cup of coffee actually and um we recognized this huge gap and this was 2011 among where the retail uh space in india was very different from what it looks like now absolutely um, So you know, we were sitting and we were talking about um, just a regular conversation between two, you know, two cousins who were talking about where do we go and shop and how do we find clothes that aren't worn by five other of our friends and you know, um, you know, people in our circle. And uh, we also realized that a lot of emerging designers back then didn't have uh, dedicated avenues to sell and find. And- consumers at a more personal level um and that's basically how black taxi started you know we uh, we started connecting with a lot of um, brands and uh, designers some of them uh, to be honest didn't even have a brand at that point they were just freelancing as a, a you know as illustrators and as graphic designers or as fashion designers and they wanted to launch a brand so we sort of came and said look we are organizing this pop up and uh, do you think you have a product line and you can get it ready in two months to launch and they said yeah of course you know but what we can do is maybe we can't have a lot of uh, we can't work with quantity but we can definitely produce a sample line and take orders on it so that basically was our first event among where we had uh, 25 designers we took up a space we said you know what we're going to just put up tables and chairs and products our focus was totally on products not on how the event looked and the production right. it was just a trial and a run kind of a you know event for us the first one and uh, you know we didn't have marketing budgets we were just it was just parul and me we didn't even have a team to be honest our team was the designers we were working with and it was right. the most fun event that we've done um the excitement was the excitement levels not only just with the brands that we were working with but also when the shoppers came in because it was something that they hadn't seen or experienced you know so we got a lot of appreciation for it and uh, i think rest is history we've done uh, 60 events in the past 9 years now we've um, traveled to four cities and two countries we went international with a show in singapore in 2018 and mm-hmm. 
yeah, we unfortunately have written off pretty this whole year uh, in terms of events. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So, so we'll talk about that a little bit. But before that, yeah. we actually had a Ritya Mehta from Art and Found who also does something similar where he curates artists and you're, uh, uh, you're curating fashion designers. Could you talk to me a little bit about your curation process, about how you get local people to come on board? How do you pick them and how do you make sure that they get, a, get the platform they deserve? For sure. I think that is, that is our USP um, among the curation bit um, because... A couple of reasons for that. I think we've always been a company which is, we carved a niche very in in the very beginning. You know, when we started, we realized that, okay, we're not a company that, you know, does bridal events or that's not the, we're not that space where people come and shop for, uh, you know, bridal and couture and uh, luxury. So our, we carved a very niche segment, which we call affordable luxury. And I think curation become, became very key because uh, when the consumer came to a black taxi event, they wanted or ex rather expected a certain um, segment of, uh, you know, designers that we worked with. So right. our curation has since day one been our priority. Of course, initially the first four years, we proactively reached a lot of design. I think social media has played such a important and crucial role right. in just creating awareness not only just from an events perspective but also from the designers you know the designers were also able to find us and find um right. you know other channels to sort of grow and uh, reach the consumers so um our curation process honestly initially was us reaching out to brands that we personally could relate to mm -hmm. uh, i think it helped that parul and i both had very overlapping and very distinct sense of personal styles. You know, we right. were very educated and we were very um, sort of, we were very fond of our textiles and right. we loved listening to processes. So I think that has always helped that personally, we both have been very enthusiastic about the curation aspect of it. Right. Um, and, you know, we always try to maintain a good balance between beat brands and new brands. We try to find at least 40% new labels at every event and every season because that sort of keeps giving a good variety to the consumers also. And right. as far as the second part of your question, which is what is the criteria for curation? I think it's pretty straightforward. I think um, it's just the design element that is that the brand sort of brings in and the story element that the brand brings in. It somehow happened that over the last five years, we've ended up working with a lot of really amazing and talented designers and labels uh, that have been advocates for, you know, sustainable fashion, ethical sourcing. Um, a lot of them have been since day one supporting and long before this became, you know, uh, a very vocal sort of a trend had been working with artisans and craftsmen and weavers in um, from different rural areas in um, you know india so um, that became our niche and sort of that became our point of focus with our curation so uh, let me actually dissect what you just said in a couple of different questions the first one being uh, you know social media now you as you see most social media is super crowded uh, it's yeah. not as easy to stand out on social media anymore so what advice do you have for young designers, you know, you have, who have a sense of style, who have some uh, aesthetic going, how do they stand out on social media? How do they reach out uh, to you guys or to the wider community? 
I think storytelling. I think storytelling has become a very, very important part of uh, sort of attracting cons- consumers. Um, so you know how I mentioned in the beginning that the retail space has evolved a lot in the past nine years, and I think right. the biggest change that we have noticed as a company has right. not just been the events have evolved and the designers have evolved, but also the consumer has evolved so much. Among right. um, you know, we get uh, customers, and our demographic is pretty. pretty wide uh, you know when it comes right. to us um people really want to know about you people want to know why you started and uh, what your processes are and what fabrics do you use where they come from who makes them you know what's your team like so i feel like um that's that's sort of becoming a more um prevalent trend amongst a lot of social media accounts that i'm seeing right. personally also enjoying that you know as a consumer right. i enjoy listening to a brand story so i think storytelling is very important i think authenticity has always been important but more so now where um, there's been a lot of like vocal movement for um, sort of transparency and you know moving away from gaslighting and concepts right. like right uh, becoming more and more aware and sort of um, you know it's sort of also like adapting those concepts in consumption and their right. behavior so uh, yeah i'm not a social media expert but i think something that we for this done is uh, we've kept it organic you know we right. haven't sort of dived deep into paying for promotions or sponsoring our posts we sort of stay away from that because it reduces our engagement and that is something that just might be working for us right. and right um rather not comment on it <laughs> so i don't want you to come under that either but let's talk a little bit about uh, the artisans and people local people that you're working with and i think that's especially important given the whole movement that's happening towards uh, local business especially when you see the impact of fashion on the mm. environment today mm. uh, you're seeing brands that are coming up with uh, really low priced goods uh, the culture of you know throwing something away rather than reusing it rewearing it accessorizing with it etc etc so how do you see the fashion world evolve uh, going forward with uh, you know because obviously online shopping is becoming bigger and bigger costs mm. are growing down uh, costs are becoming more of a factor when purchasing decisions are made especially with fashion uh, how do you how do you see uh, being in the fashion industry where do you see that going where do you see you know the kind of, the industry evolving towards um so you know if you had asked me this question 6 months ago my answer would have been very different to what it is now uh because there've been so many external circumstances and factors which haven't been in you know uh, they they caused a lot of uncertainty and right. caused a you know it, it's made the market very volatile and also our behavior towards buying and purchasing really has changed over the last 6 months since the pandemic started and um, so i'll do a before and after that right um sure. actually just that change was already coming you know where people were sort of drifting towards uh, a lot of mindful consumption and sort of going after quality and not quantity and i think again that itself will have such a huge environmental impact given you know the um the just the sheer number of buyers that we are as a country right um, having said that um obviously i see i i see a pro and con about it i see that okay sales might come down 
but then design if people start buying more quality products over quantity um you know designers can also justify their price points because the amount of hard work that goes behind creating a right. um hand woven product and um, you know they'll start maybe appreciating it i felt like there was a lack of appreciation for the product and i'm wow. not just it but i've always felt that that could really change and i feel like that change might become faster so what the pandemic has done is just it sort of sped up the process for of appreciation for like handcrafted and woven and artisanal products and um, personally i hope it's here to stay you know um right i don't know if i answered your question no but... you did you did i think it brings us to another important question right in terms of how do you how do people consume uh... fashion going forward as well uh, what the pandemic has sort of taught us is that uh, you know we're not going out as much we don't need that many clothes anymore uh, most of the clothes that are lying in our cupboard are untouched because you're not really like uh, you know going out seeing people dressing for occasions so uh, i want you to comment on pattern of consumption going forward as well and that's going to be impacted uh, we can see most major brands are now coming up with their work workout lines and you know stay at home lines and mm-hmm. things like that and the second question i definitely want you to address is you know talking about how people are going to make purchasing decisions are they all going to be online because i think uh, events are going to be struck the hardest because of something like this so if yeah. you can talk a little bit about both yeah uh, i'll address your first question among which is uh, just buying behaviors and patterns right um so i i think i think the one thing that was uh, lacking from our end as uh, you know as companies that are advocating for um, a certain segment of fashion which has a larger impact on the environment and on on just creating more opportunity on a grassroots level or even encouraging entrepreneurship right like we work with 1500 businesses that have just focused in fashion and lifestyle over the last 9 years and you know very very proud of that number and it's only growing every day uh and this is just us there've been so many events and so many pop-ups and so many exhibitions that have you know uh, emerged so you can only think of the number of entrepreneurs that have emerged you know in the last i want to say 5 or 6 years and right. it's been and which is something that i always say is uh, i'm i'm diverting a little bit from your question uh, no but yeah. it's always say you know people ask us that there's so many exhibitions happening there's so many events happening you know it's so congested and i always see it as um a sort of a collaborative um movement and i say you know i don't see it as a competition i feel like we are out here as events providing opportunity for emerging brands uh right. you know, there is just sure of consumer already mentioned so you are matching the demand to the supply you know at the end of the day so i don't see it as competition actually see it as um more opportunity givers and more sort of like channels and avenues for designers and um, the effect that that has on economy i think you already mentioned that in your uh, sort of caption but um, let's not forget that um, you know the textile industry in india is the second largest employment generator so right. um that the kind of effect that has on the economy if we stop buying from local designers and you know locally manufactured products in textile and fashion is just going to be really um you know it it only needs to grow we can't let it like go down so i think that that awareness 
is what has been created with this pandemic and i feel like um people were not sort of being advocates for that moment just because there was a lack of awareness and i think our designers have done a fantastic job in sort of um you know advocating for that and uh, creating um great social media campaigns where they actually take uh, consumers through the process of production and you know how the manufacturing is done and i think those are all connected to uh, in in sort of uh, driving consumers to buy from uh, labels I actually want to add something as well to that. Actually, yeah. so if you see, uh, you spoke very correctly about how the textile industry houses so many, uh, sorry, employs so many people. But if you think about it, guys like Zara, H and M, etc., their manufacturing is based in countries like ours. Mm-hmm. And uh, when uh, consumption pro- problems hit them, they just stop buying from us. So yeah. all of these people who were first making, you know, cheap clothes at very low wages for these big companies are suddenly unemployed, are not getting yeah. paid as much. so that's another factor that comes into you know can we keep the local economy alive and keep these guys employed because what's going to end up happening is zara etc will pull out but uh, we we as a country can then start you know utilizing these skills that they've developed pay them correctly and start yeah. buying clothes locally definitely i think uh, see i i think fast fashion companies definitely have also generated a lot of employment among we can't escape right. that Sort of deny that fact, you know. There's been a big Absolutely. influence in sort of changing the way our, uh, you know, our export houses and our garment factories are uh, positioned in the world right now. Uh, at the same time, I do strongly agree with you in terms of right now when things are looking so bleak and grim, when they've contracted all their orders and uh, they haven't even. I mean, there's a huge campaign going up out there called Pay Up, which you know is basically. Mm-hmm. pushing um these brands to um pay up like for their orders because they you know these orders have already been uh, manufactured and the companies have said that you know we don't have enough we don't have enough uh, buying happening so you know we're not going to pick up the orders and also have cancelled future orders so there are so many people who are unemployed and don't even companies don't have you know even the basic money to pay for their wages so i feel like right. this is then this is exactly why uh, we need to be more vocal about local you know because this is an ecosystem that's been created so we are an events company now we are a very small part of the ecosystem among that is created and um you know we give designers the opportunity to sell and get to the consumer mm-hmm. so to brick and mortar stores and e-commerce stores obviously like now with e-commerce being such a forerunner in the uh, you know in the game um it'll be interesting to see what direction that takes especially in our segment which is the luxury fashion segment which has like a certain price point attached to it right, right. and seen like this hesitance of uh, from the consumers perspective to buy a certain price point india is still a lot about touch and feel among when it comes to fashion absolutely yeah like a huge chunk of it um and i think which is why events like ours have flourished over the years and to answer the second part of your question even though right now events are the are hit the hardest i do feel once this is over and whenever it's over hopefully like in the near future um mm. i do feel that you know events and brick and mortar stores are going to bounce back uh, really fast it's going to be it's going to be a very quick transition back to events and you know the economy open up, opening up once um, the pandemic and its threat is gone because uh, events are not just 
events in india are just not a way of people shopping but it's also a recreational activity among like we see so many groups of women who come there like just to um, you know take a break from their daily like routines whether it's work whether it's taking care of the house and it's just is such an important part of the ecosystem you know to go out and shop and our culture as well hmm. uh, or to just go out and shop as an activity so i don't think that's going to go away any anywhere yeah right. i take some yeah back, but yeah right i agree with you but uh, my sort of thinking about something like this is you know uh, as like you said the fashion industry is becoming more conscious but e-commerce is thriving at the same time uh, and you're an entrepreneur itself in the in in both industries that are affected really badly one is the event industry and the other is the fashion industry mm-hmm. uh, so how are you navigating this time to sort of emerge as a better business and a better company so that you know when you get through this you can be stronger and better what are the trends you're seeing what are the things that you see you suggest people look at going forward yeah uh, i think that's a great question i think that is something that we all need to sit and introspect uh, at at some point uh, you know where um, where we see ourselves and i i always say that it's very important to go back to the why of we started the business you know right. and and think about what are what was our value add to the community to the economy to ourselves as a business and i think right. black tie that's been a very clear sort of statement of mission since day one we wanted to be a community we never just wanted to be an events platform and i think that's what we've sort of pivoted to in the last two or three months where we're just trying to keep an active conversation about um you know the designers that are out there the brands that we are supporting the sort of niche that we support and i think that's right. been a positive sort of uh, experiment or you can call it you know just a trial run to see because uh, we realize that a lot of people that follow us are actually direct designers and brands and that right. is some that's a realization we never had before the pandemic because the kind of content we started pushing out was directly to support these designers that we right. work that we've not even worked with you know but that we look right. up to um and uh, yeah so i think um, i'm sorry could you repeat your question i feel like i'm just uh, <laughs> away from the topic yeah. no my question was basically i you you answered it more or less basically how do you okay. uh, uh, introspect as as a as a business owner during yeah. this time you know you're seeing how badly your industry has been affected you don't know when it's going to heal when will things be back to normal uh, how are you spending your time in terms of building a better business for the future that was yeah. the question so i think that's what we're doing right now i think the focus is just to uh, sort of keep the conversation alive and i think i think that's the focus for a lot of companies and a lot of small right. business owners out there including ours yeah 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 and i mean that's exactly what you and i spoke about you know when we decided to do this we were like okay you know let's keep the conversation alive so right. what if there many people out there doing instagram lives or putting out igtvs your community and your followers follow you for a certain reason and Absolutely. you keep they they want content from you otherwise you know they'll find other avenues to sort of absorb content from so i right. think it's very important to keep the community engaged and just keep the conversation alive about things that you stand for 
your vision your mission you know of the company why you started for who you started so these are things and questions that i think we haven't thought about in the last 5 years because we were so caught up in just doing events right. and in right. the business and i think this has been a really good time to sort of uh, reboot uh, and sort of you know restart uh, the process again and from a fresh canvas so it's a really good time to evaluate uh, what you stand for as a company and what direction you want to take right now and more importantly i think uh, once all of this is over and it'll be interesting to see i actually want to see how many uh, small businesses and brands you know there's a lot of conversation about uh, in fa- just in fashion about sustainability about ethical sourcing about you know standing up for local brands i really want to see how much of it is just um you know a dialogue and how much it, how much and what percentage will actually convert from words to action um right. so first that's what i'm sort of waiting for to see that transition and i'm hoping that it's it's you know yeah, yeah it's it's a Something good thing good comes out of all of this i'd like yeah. you to actually end by telling us a, little, a few ways in which we can actually support our local designers and yeah. our uh, artisans etc so if you can just talk about a couple of ways in which we can you know as people um support them during this hard time yeah so among uh, see we as a company we don't work we've not actually had the chance to work directly with a lot of artisans but i think like i talked about the ecosystem that exists right we uh, we generate sales for designers and then the designers right. for employ carriers and artisans and weavers so it's like a chain now right. when we like uh, or or like avenues like e-commerce and brick and mortar and events are taken away from the designers it's all a ripple it's a ripple effect right, right. Uh, the money is totally out of the system so at the, the you know the the person at the um, receiving end is just not generating any income so right now i think as consumers and as small businesses that have supported each other and are a part of the ecosystem whether it's food or whether it's fashion or whether it's events or industry i think it's really important to come together and collaborate and that's a right. word used and focused on for many many years now and there's so many like people out there right now who are being very vocal about okay you know let's eliminate competition how can we come together what is it we can do together as an industry to uh, you know give as much support or create awareness um, and i think consumers are also doing a really good job at it where again i said it i think it's a matter of awareness right when you create awareness you see right. the you see the results on it right. so i think a couple of things that consumers can do one is obviously like you know be more proactive about doing research as to find alternatives to the products that are using in your daily life right now because those are the products that you are buying at the moment you know nobody's going out there or there's a very small percentage of people going out there and buying products that you don't really need uh, which right. are basically uh, you know satisfaction buys so um, you know sort of do research on how what is the local alternative to the product that you've been using for so many years and embrace that change and you know um a lot of one feedback that we've got is that local products why are they so expensive and you know uh, it's cheaper to buy like bigger brands and all of that but i feel um you know and that's a mindset that's changing and evolving slowly but um i feel like you, you know that needs to sort of change right now it there's a there's a need for it and there's an urgency that's been created because uh we need to be able to support these brands so right. 
definitely sort of doing the research and finding local alternatives to you know whether it's clothes whether it's shoes whether it's um beauty products or you know um right. even even um things like uh, um what do you call it um um you know you're buying your uh, like home decor product there's so many companies out there that are doing some phenomenal job in working with artisans to create some beautiful products and um, right. the other thing is just go out there give the brand a follow these are free things consumers can do right Absolutely. just go give a give the brand a follow give the brand a shout out you know if you if you've previously purchased from a brand that you like so i'm 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 only going to be relevant to fashion now um right. you know share that with your um, group of friends it's just repost right. something that connects with you on their page on your instagram uh give them a good review i think reviews are a huge um, missing link where uh right. can be proactive and give reviews because the percentage of people that buy after reading a review especially on your bigger aggregators mm -hmm. is very it's you can't evade that right Correct. so yeah, yeah. all small things that consumers can do you know to support their local brands and obviously if you're trying to buy some try and buy it from somebody more locally right fantastic thank you so much adhika i know it was super early i think but it was a fantastic conversation uh really really appreciate it support your local fashion brands guys and uh, go ahead and uh, give black taxi a follow they they they've been doing a fantastic job for the longest time and uh, yeah thank you so much Thank you I appreciate it bye yes bye